You ever been uh, stuck at a level crossing when a train, when a freight train's going by, and you're just stuck there and you watch like car after car go by? That's kind of what it's like to follow the news, is it not? It's like watching a freight car go by, freight train go by, and each car might be a particular issue with story. And every once in a while, one of the cars of the freight train is like literally is on fire. It's just flaming, a flaming mess. And it just goes right past you, and you watch it go past, and you're like, well, that's, that's on fire. And then it just disappears off down on the horizon. Because it moves past, and your attention moves on to the next thing. That's sort of what is happening, especially when we have a federal election campaign, because the churning out of the various stories and what's the th- issue of the day, and it just moves at such a speed. And when I look today at what is continuing to make news in terms of what Ontario and Canadian uh, readers are clicking on on globalnews.ca. You know what they're clicking on? They're clicking on the story about Ontario not making September 30th a statutory holiday to mark the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Ontario will not do that. Now, that's been passed federally. British Columbia, Manitoba, Nova Scotia, Northwest Territories among the uh, provinces and territories that will adopt it. Others are not. The Ontario response to it has been, well, it's better to mark it the way we mark Remembrance Day. So we don't make Remembrance Day a statutory holiday, but we do have assemblies and gatherings, and that way it's a better way to be able to mark the day and, and promote what it's supposed to promote, which is truth reconciliation and awareness, especially uh, amongst, for many of us who just didn't know, did not understand what was being done by our country. Reg Niganobi is the Grand Council Chief for the Anishinaabeg Nation and joins me on the line. Reg, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What's your uh, top line reaction to the news that Ontario will not make that a statutory holiday? I'm uh, disappointed that they won't be making it a statutory holiday, especially given that the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report kind of advised for that sort of uh, holiday to take place. So the response being, and I, I sort of laid it out there, that difference between Remembrance Day and, you know, Family Day, you know, the, that one is about remembering something and learning something, and another one is a day that you go off and do something with your family, that, if, that not making it a statutory holiday would make it more meaningful. Your reaction to that? Um, I think learning would be great and I'm sure we could do a lot of learning leading up to that day, but, uh, the learning isn't where it needs to be at. in this instance, anyhow, um, it's, it's, I mean, it was a shock to a lot of Canadians that these things had happened, uh, mm. when it was first announced, when the first figure came out, um, but it was not a shock to first nations and it was not a shock to the truth and reconciliation commission that had advised that this education piece be placed within curriculums. And how do we accomplish that? Is that a, is that a school curriculum to your mind or is it something different? Well, I think it's a school curriculum, but I mean, on that same day, um, given a national, given a holiday, uh, people could attend ceremonies or gatherings or education or informational sessions during that day because that day will always be commemorated by Aboriginal people in that way, and we'll be holding those events to begin with. I just, 
I just worry that would we not find ourselves in a situation in a couple of years where, you know, the day is being celebrated, you know, come, you know, stay at this resort or go on a shopping spree and, and that that would not take, would that not take away from what the day is supposed to achieve? That is possible, but we do celebrate other days that have a significant purpose to them and we do that. So it's nothing out of the unordinary, but it is an opportunity to advance forward. What are you hoping the Ontario government does in this in this case? They they've said that they're going to possibly reconsider. I hope that they do reconsider uh, that option and they do go forth forth with making it a a holiday here in the province of Ontario and uh, encourage people to attend those commemoration ceremonies or uh, uh, great you know find themselves in those discussions where they can get a better grasp of what happened in these places and what took place. Rich, as you look at what's happening in the uh, election campaign, the federal campaign, there's obviously been a talk, a lot of talk about Indigenous issues, more so than in previous campaigns. Do you sense that as a, a real sea change in terms of um, all parties, or do you worry that it might be more performative in this particular election cycle? I'm concerned that it might be more performative. Uh, there are several promises, but to a lot of them, they seem like a lot of band-aid solutions uh, to bigger issues that take place on First Nations. Um, I mean, you can go through any number of reports that have been done and how many of them actually been implemented. I mean, uh, look at the the uh, Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples report that was completed in, you know, 1996. 20-year, uh, it had a 20-year implementation time frame on it and how many of those have been achieved to this date. I certainly understand that perspective, and I think we all all should and do. Thank you, Reg. I appreciate your time very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That is uh, Reg Naganobi, who is ground, Grand Council Chief, pardon me, of the Anishabek Nation, talking about the fact that Ontario will not recognize or will not, rather, implement the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation as a statutory holiday, as I mentioned, the government said, well, they left itself a bit of a little wiggle room on that. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.